Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong Giants fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to Giant Cocktails. Thank you, Bob. This is Ben Henry, the host of Giant Cocktails, alongside the aforementioned Matthew Henry, my brother and esteemed baseball aficionado. Matthew. Yes. Which fan base is hurting more right now? The San Diego Padres fan base or the New York Mets fan base? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to go with the Padres just because the Mets are probably used to disappointment by now. Like they they get their hopes up periodically and then get crushed. Whereas the Padres fans, they were told that this was their year. And I think there was a lot of that. I just can't imagine how they're feeling right now because. Yeah. yeah. So I think Padres definitely. Well, I got to tell you, I definitely know what it's like to be a Mets fan now because, yes, the Mets have definitely disappointed me over the last seven games they played against the Dodgers. <laughs> boy, boy, if there was ever a team that demonstrated it does not belong in the playoffs, it's the New York Mets, baby. Yes. Ah. Their owner's going to start tweeting about it any minute now. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, your team does suck. <laughs> uh, oh, no, let me rephrase that. You and your team do suck. <laughs> Uh, But that being said, this isn't a podcast about the San Diego Padres or the New York Mets. It's a podcast about the San Francisco Giants. Sometimes, sometimes it's about cocktails. But in that regard, the San Francisco Giants went four and two this week, taking two out of one against the aforementioned lowly Mets. And then two out of one against the much better and much more challenging Oakland Athletics Um, to go. Most of us would say two out of three. Do I say two out of one? That's what you said. And you said it twice. I was going to give you like the first time I was going to just let it go. And then he'll correct himself the second time. But two out of three. (laughs) What I think I meant was they went two and one. That's right. There you go. Or took two out of three. There you go. Yes. But if you could take two wins out of one game, then I'll more power it. too. Yes, yes. I think the 2021 <laughs> Giants could find a way to do it, quite honestly. They find ways to win games every other way. So right. Just send Lamont yes. Wade up. You know, and <laughs> That's right. He'll Just make it happen. Lamont Wade up. He'll, he'll get you three wins and one at bat. Absolutely. But then you pinch hit for him and you get the same thing. I don't know. Anyway, the point is the Giants had a good week. They went four and two. And now they are 80 and 44. The first team to 80 wins and still the best record in baseball two and a half games ahead of LA for well everything because the Dodgers are once again the second best team in baseball which quite frankly is right where I like them to be (laughs) right behind us looking up at our boot in their face and also yes 13 games ahead of the team that is on the outside looking in. That's right. The first team not qualifying for a playoff spot, which is... The San Diego Padres. The San Diego Padres! Oh. Wow, guys. Wow. Wow, guys. Remember at the beginning of the season when people kept ranking the Padres ahead of the Giants, even though the Giants were better than them and head-to-head record and had a better record in baseball and just were just a better team overall? And when Fernando Tatis had 10 errors and the Giants altogether had nine. (laughs) Well, chickens are coming home to roost now, aren't they? They are. Chickens are coming home to roost. But, you know, I mean, who really cares? It's not about whether or not the Padres make the playoffs. It's about whether or not the Giants do. And uh, and really, it's about how good I am at predicting baseball. (laughs) And I do want to point out that the Giants, my prediction came true over the weekend. The Giants won their 79th game. And I was right. I said the Giants were going to win 79 (laughs) games, 79 games this year at the beginning of the season. And they have. 
All they right. have won 79 games. I win. And I got there first before you did. <laughs> so that proves that I am the better prognosticator than you. I'll give you that. You know, you did you did predict that they would uh, have 79 wins. And, and for one day, they did. So... <laughs> That's right. That's right. And one more stat before before we get to the question. One more stat that I want to point out there, because I think this is one of those things that, you know, throughout the season, everybody's been saying the other shoe's going to drop on the Giants. You know, these old men are all going to, you know, fall over and die because they're too old to play baseball. And one of the things they kept saying was the Giants haven't played any good teams yet and weren't beating them. Well, guess which team in the National League has the most wins against opposition that has a record over 500 is it the los angeles dodgers matthew it is not the los angeles Dodgers. is it the atlanta braves it is not the atlanta braves is it the milwaukee brewers no not even the vaunted milwaukee brewers we already know it's not the new york mets because they stink and we also know it's not the padres because it turns out well they stink they, they stink too uh no it's it's the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants have the best record in the National League against teams over 500, having 34 wins and 29 losses against said teams. That's right. An even better record than the Dodgers, who are 27 and 29. So the Dodgers have played less games against teams over 500 and have lost uh, just as many as the Giants have and have, like, what, seven less wins. And a, lose, and a losing record, so, you know. That's right. That's right. But that's enough baseball talk. This is a cocktail show. <laughs> Bob, ask me the question. What are you drinking? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That is very kind of you. I am drinking the Logan Posey Elderflower Fizz. Elderflower Elderflower. That's right. Elderflower fizz. Because uh, Logan Posey hit two home runs and had won one game as a starting pitcher last week or the week before last. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Prior to last Sunday. Yeah, prior to. Correct. Prior to last Sunday. So I had to roll the dice and we agreed that I was going to make a fizz and the dice said I had to make an elderflower or maple syrup fizz with vodka. So what I ended up doing, actually, is I did play around with all of the ingredients. Uh, I, I knew that because the base on this was going to be vodka, that I really had to play up either the elderflower liqueur or the maple syrup. And I started with the elderflower liqueur because uh, I had to go buy a whole new bottle of that. So I went and got myself some St. Germain elderflower liqueur. And it's a beautiful bottle, if nothing else. It looks great on the bar. And uh, it's a nice bright yellow, well, not bright yellow, soft yellow liqueur. And uh, yeah, it looks quite nice on the bar bar top. But what I did was I I played around with that quite a bit. And I I used the original ratio, or sorry, the suggested ratios from the Mixology Dice, which says two parts vodka, one part elderflower liqueur, and then one part lime juice. Now, I knew right off the bat that was going to be way too tart. And it was. It was exceptionally tart because the elderflower liqueur, even though it is pretty sweet, was not sweet enough to balance that much lime juice. So I had that one one time and I would say, no, that was just too sour. So I cut back significantly on the on the lime juice. So I cut that down to a half an ounce. And then I um, and then ultimately what I did is I, I did I did drink that. I did make that cocktail and it was fine. But I really felt like it needed some oomph from the um, from the elderflower. So I ended up uh, going with uh, one and a half ounces of vodka and one and a half ounces of the elderflower liqueur. So a one to one ratio between those two things. Drop the lime juice down to half an ounce shook all of that in a dry shake with an egg white and then shook it again with some ice and strained it into a highball with ice and uh, and then you top that off with club soda and it comes out to be a very bright um and fizzy fun cocktail it is absolutely a um this is a new favorite of mine oh. uh, i i thought oh yeah this is it's it's bright it's sunshiny 
it's it's not overly sweet. It's not overly tart. It's extremely refreshing. You feel sophisticated. You feel like you're doing something off the beaten path. It's um, and and it gets the job done in terms of bringing the alcohol content. You know, I did I did dilute it a little bit by by reducing the vodka ratio, but that needed to be done because otherwise the elderflower was just very too muted was too muted in that in that situation. But um, yeah, overall, I'm very, very happy with this. And I thought, you know, maybe I should make some tweaks or additions, but I felt like, you know, no, this one's a good, good enough cocktail to stand on its own. It does come out to be a very pretty but stark white color. So you know what I ended up doing? What? Is I drizzled a little bit of maple syrup on top of the very foamy head that comes... As you as you pour this one over the ice, and so it, brought in it the maple nice, syrup. Look at you. That's right. Yeah. See, it gives you a little bit of color, a little bit of fun on the top. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It was a tasty cocktail, Bob. It is a tasty cocktail. And with that said, Bob. Well, Bob. Yeah, Bob wants to know what are you drinking, Matthew? Well, thanks, Bob. What I'm drinking, and so a little backstory. I've been working on a flavor component to a cocktail this week uh, called a shrub. It's a drinking vinegar, a sweetened vinegar. And, uh, and I was very hopeful that I was going to be able to share a cocktail with said shrub today. And I've been working on it all week, trying to find something that was going to go with this shrub. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of like in the eighth inning, I had a, I had a feeling that it just, I wasn't going to be able to pull it off. The drink was not going to do what I needed it to do in time. And you were losing. It was late. It was, I was losing. It was late. Uh, we were on the road. It's just, you know, so I, I pinch hit in Ugh. desperate need of a home run. And, uh, and so what I did was last week, if you recall, I did a Mai Tai and I was playing around with the Orjat uh, syrup and orjat orjat remember we know how to pronounce it now so orjat uh is also a prime one other drink that is uh that that orjat is a characteristic of is a, is a drink called the army and navy and mm-hmm. i didn't know about this drink until i was at my local bar my favorite watering hole and you know one of the great things is if you frequent a bar, you know, regularly, you get to know the bartenders for one. And this bar that I go to, I go maybe two or three times a month. It's not like I'm there all the time, but I've gotten to know them and and I usually go when it's not that busy. And so we get the chance to talk cocktails, which I really enjoy and I've learned a lot from them. And so if you ever have a chance to, you know, just pick the brain of a bartender, definitely do that because they're happy to talk about their craft. But in this particular case last week, uh, I was talking about the Mai Tai and the Orjat. And the gentleman next to me said, oh, I really love the Army and Navy. And he was an older gentleman. And I was like, really? I've never heard of that cocktail. And and he said that the problem with his, though, is that he was never able to find the right balance. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go and try that. So I tried it last week. And I was wondering if I was going to do that instead of the Mai Tai. Ended up, you know, no, Mai Tai was the drink. But I really liked the Army and Navy. And, and so that is what I'm bringing today. Uh, this pinch hitter. Uh, I think did hit a game-winning home run today. Uh, you know, and the, it's it's a pretty simple cocktail. It's got gin as its base, you know, spirit. Uh, in this case, it was uh, 60 milliliters of, of gin, 15 milliliters of freshly squeezed lemon juice, 12 and a half milliliters of the Orjat, and then one dash of Angostura bitters. And then you shake all that up and you strain it into a coupe glass and uh, and I double strained it into a coupe glass. And it is really nice. It is a balanced cocktail, not too sweet, not too uh, sour. Uh, I I was amazed at how good this is. And you were giving me this look like um, I'm, I'm curious because you know what Bob says? Hmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Exactly, Bob. It was a tasty cocktail. It was a home run in my book. Ben, why are you giving me the side eye? Well, I've heard that story before. I'm just trying to remember if our listeners have heard that story before. Because you might have told that story last week when you were talking about your Mai Tai. 
Did I mention the Army and Navy last week? Well, okay, you did. if I you did, did. <laughs> now I'm bringing it. I'm, I'm telling you how to make it. I'm bringing it to okay. the show. You know, okay. when you get to be old like me, you don't remember all right. these things. And you have too many Mai Tais. You may not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the, the side effects of drinking while you're talking is that you're not really well, paying folks, attention. Well, folks, now you know to go back and look at that Mai Tai recipe from last week. It was a good one. Um, it was. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's a possibility that you told me that story off the air. But I'm pretty sure we got that one in the can. All right. Well, so uh, if you are coming back and you remember that story, well, then, you know, this is I felt so strongly about bringing this on the show that, uh, you know, you should go try it. Make yourself an Army and Navy. It is an excellent cocktail. And I, I didn't even know it existed until a week and a half ago. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to definitely. I'm definitely gonna. I think. I, I think. I'm. Yeah. I think I mentioned that last week too. Like I, I am very interested in in the Army and Navy. I am surprised I haven't had one yet, and I'm going to have one shortly. I'm. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't have the shrub. I hear shrubs are great. For I'm. I'm. Full, I'm gonna, full body cleanses. I am bringing that next week. I have for sure. It just wasn't ready. It's missing something, and I got to figure it out because I just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had something that was okay. It was lemon a, curd. Yes, yes, lemon curd yeah. or or you know maybe maple syrup or you know I don't even. I, it, I, it's either lemon curd or Angostura bitters. <laughs> it's hmm. it's it's got to be one of those two things. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I let you know next ladder. week. To, you know, come back next week. We'll find out what the verdict was. But uh, yeah, you're gonna come back with. I added some fruity pebbles, <laughs> and it turned out to be fantastic. Hey man, stay off my fruity pebbles. That was a fantastic drink. <laughs> It was a fit. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I still haven't made my own milk punch because I'm too intimidated. So, you know, uh, <laughs> too shady. To you. Too shady. To you. Well, that does sound like a very uh, wonderful cocktail. And uh, and regardless of whether it, it sounds like good enough to have made it onto two different shows. So uh, I am glad that it, um, it it's finally made it onto the show officially. And uh, and hey, you know, if I'm wrong and it wasn't on the air last time, my apologies. My apologies. Yeah, you know, I, maybe, I don't doubt. I mean, I you know, I might have had too many Logan Webb. Uh, sorry, Logan Posey punch outs. That's right. You might have. Yeah, I think I named the last one the Logan Webb punch out though. I think I gave that exclusively to to the real you Logan Webb. Yes. Not yes. not to Logan Posey. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on that note, Matthew. Yes, the Mets. The Mets. Who, you know, I, I think we had high hopes that we're going to uh, that we're going to help us out this week, and and in one respect they helped us out, right? I mean, you know, we did take two out of three from them, uh, not yeah. not two yeah. out of one, but two out of three, and yeah. so in that respect it was great. We should we have cr- taken three out of one. Yes, in that series, we should have honestly. Yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, Gosman started the first game, his fairly well until he didn't right which is kind of <laughs> which i think is kind of you know it, it, gosman has two it lately has has two there's been either you get to him early in the first inning or you get to him late and uh and the mets you know and since they got to him a little bit late but bryant you know chris bryant newest giant was uh, there to save the day and he hit two home runs that game and the giants won uh, so, you know, that was good. Although, you know, you'd like to see Gosman be back to his pre all-star, you know, first half days. Uh, but you know, we're, he's still keeping us in games and, and, you know, pitched well enough for us to win. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? The second game, uh, Webb, your, your guy Webb got the Man. win. Yep. That's right. So you're so, going to have to roll the cocktail dice once again. Yes, I would like to add a, a caveat to to my my new this new thing that we're doing. I'd like to add a I'd like to revise the rules one more time. One more could. time? Yeah, because you know, look. Well, because it, now all of a sudden Webb is like our best pitcher, and he's just you know looks like he's going to win. You got lucky they didn't win today. You know, he didn't pick up. The well, win. you know what? He might win actually win twelve games, and then I'd never <laughs> then you know, and Posey might hit you know, and at that point he wins twelve games. Then I never should have made this deal to begin with, because Posey's already hit the thirteen home runs, and then it's just like, what am I doing? What I'd like to do. Is you know once they reach twenty five, we'll just call it a truce. Okay. You know. Okay. 
and uh, and uh, I'll stop turning them into one weird amalgamation of uh, a baseball player. And uh, and I can just start going back to making my own cocktails. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's okay. That's my only. Other than that, though, yes, Logan Webb was amazing again and absolutely dominating in that outing um, as as he was uh, as he was today. You know, I mean, the guy has turned into what um, what Kevin Gossman was at the beginning of the season. And I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that it would be really, really nice to see Kevin Gossman get back to where he was and for the Giants to go into the postseason and into September with a one-two punch like that would be absolutely amazing. Um, in any event, it would be nice for either of these guys uh, sorry, not any of the, any of the starters to actually start pitching a lot of innings because our bullpen... A has been outstanding, but B has pitched a lot of innings, and we really need our starters to start picking up some of that slack. Yeah. Um, well, this, I'm very concerned about that. Yeah, and this but, week, Desclafani's injury didn't help. I mean, he exited the game in the second inning, and yeah. it was, uh, you know, the bullpen pitched, I mean, all week they pitched great, but, you know, this, uh, you know, they, they've done such a good job. But yeah, you can't rely on our bullpen to. Eat up yeah, I mean, as they as they demonstrated on Wednesday, right? I mean, a lot was asked of the entire bullpen on was that on Wednesday? I, I can't remember, but anyway, it was the the third game, the loss to the Mets. I can't remember uh, yeah, if I Wednesday. talked about you know the Army and Navy last week. So you're asking <laughs> right. So you're lucky if you can remember what day of the week mm-hmm, that was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Wednesday. The the loss where they took the uh, the one zero lead into the ninth, and then and then and then McGee blew the save, and then and then poor Mister Chatwood. Oh. His introduction to the San Francisco Giants, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into that right now. I don't want to get into that right now. Let's, let's just, let's just not talk about that game right now okay. because um, we got to get through these, the A series and the A series. The A series was so magically good that I don't want to like, I don't want to bog it down. I don't want to bog it down with that Mets game. Okay, okay. let's let's okay. just skip over the Mets game. Right. Well, and let's let's just skip over that first game and just let's just chalk it up to a good team you know, beating us, right? I mean... Yeah. You know, oh, that first game against the A's? Yes. On Friday? Yes. On Friday? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say about that game. I, I mean, the it was a really good pitcher who had performed really, really well for the A's, shutting down the Giants lineup. And it's not like Alex Wood pitched poorly. No. That was a very competitive game up until the seventh inning. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I think you just chalk that one up to a tough loss against, uh, sorry, uh, you know, a loss against a tough team and, um, and, you know, you tip your cap to him and you move on. I, I, you know, at, at the end of the day, the Giants won that series. And I think, you know, you walk away and say, hey, taking two out of three about against one of the better teams in the American league is, is, is pretty great. So, so yeah, yeah. Let's skip it. Yeah. Enough said. All right. But then we get into the game two against the A's. Which, Ugh, too. <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole idea of torture baseball, uh, you know, which the Giants have been anointed their style of play, uh, especially this year. And boy, those last two games were definitely torture baseball for me. Like I, it, it's <laughs> especially, you know, I mean, Oakland jumped out to a three to nothing lead and, you know, I'm already like, oh, really? You know, and it just... Yeah, that first inning. And it wasn't even that, like, I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, they had an error and then there was like a bloop and then it was just like these little dinks. It didn't and, feel like a three run inning, right? No. And the next thing you're like, how did that happen? How did we get here? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the first inning of that game was just, was yeah, it was torturous because it didn't feel like, you know, Gossman was, was horrible. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't as dominant as we like to see him. But as you said, that's the way he's been in the first inning pretty much every outing all year. And, yes. and I mean, you look at the stats, a... the stats, I mean, first inning is his worst inning. And, yeah. you know, and so, and, and, you know, there was an unearned run in this one, but, you know, still, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he wasn't the dominant finish off pitchers, strike him out. I think in the, you know, there have been times we've seen him where he can get himself out of trouble just by striking people out. And he's had a little bit harder time doing that. They're filing off pitches, running up his pitch count, and you know, he's not finishing the way he used to. 
Yeah, I mean, I think at least more than one of those runs was 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 unearned, if I remember correctly. But uh, well, be that as it may, uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, there and then and then and then you know, it 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 just sort of. Well, I mean, it was a seesaw game, right? Yeah. And then you get back within two, and then oh, and then you know, and then you kind of let it slip away in the third and the fourth, and and now you're kind of like, okay, maybe Gosman doesn't have it, and it just, it, yeah. And then and then the bats went silent, and it, and it really did feel like um, that this one was going to get away from them. You know, it just it just looked like okay, yeah, the Giants are just out overmatched. Yeah. The pitching's too good. And all their um, at-bats look that way. I mean, they just, you know, those middle innings, they um, they did not look competitive at all. And so you just kind of felt like, okay, here it goes. We're going to lose two in a row. Or yeah. three in a row. Yeah. It's going to be two in a row to the, you know, to, to the A's. So it was, yeah. I was, I was down. And then, you know, then the seventh inning rolls around. And the Giants do what the Giants do, right? I mean, let's just, you know, we don't, that game, I think they were 0 for whatever, again, in runners in scoring position. Uh, mm-hmm. but who needs that when you're hitting home runs, right? So Brennan Belt and Darren Ruff. Uh, I don't know why it still catches me by surprise, but it, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, and I do want to point out one thing before we get there, because something important did happen after Gosman gave up those five runs, which is Harleen Garcia came in and pitched two and a third innings. Yeah. And, 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 you know, absolutely shut the A's down and kept the game close and allowed the Giants the time um, to, 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 to do these sort of like, yeah, okay, just no, nothing's happening, nothing happening. And then suddenly bolt of lightning, bolt of lightning. Yeah. And you're suddenly down by a run. Well, and the thing that makes it just the giant season, right, is that Brandon Belt was like 0 for 16 against the the the, bat, the pitcher and uh yep. you know and they were talking about that on the broadcast oh he's 0 for 16 and and you know and and then all of a sudden he just puts one into the into the seats and uh and typical Brandon Belt fashion and I got to tell you Brandon Belt's swing you know reminds me of have you ever seen the movie Tin Cup with uh you know Kevin Costner yes the golfing yes, movie of course. well in that he's got this like shortened swing he's got this like the swing that ends like three-quarter swing and and in the movie they talk about how maybe it's to because he drives into the wind of west texas and you know or maybe because it's now he's never finished a thing in his life you know there was where the the two reasons why (laughs) he's got the shortened swing but brandon belt's home run swing reminds me of that like it just it looks so effortless and he just throws the bat bat out there just throws the bat at the ball and just boom it's gone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and that was one of those ones where i mean it just jumped off the bat and it looks so effortless and it reminded me of of me hitting home runs off of you in the driveway when we played wiffle ball yeah that's exactly what it looked like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember too many of those home runs, by the way. <laughs> mainly because uh, I have a five year you know, age. Yeah, no, it was mainly it was mainly the sixteen year old you hitting them off of the eleven year old me. Yeah, I think those home runs were the that was a the, the, that's how it looked to me. <laughs> that's right. When I was giving them up. But anyway. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it does look effortless and uh you know, and I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of Giants fans who who wish, you know, wish he hit more power kind of, you know, moan and groan about it. Just sort of like, you know, he does go on these streaks and you're just like, why can't he do it all of the time? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, his biggest thing is his health. And I saw a stat yeah. like that, that his last 162 games and that he's a 30 plus home run guy. Uh, and, right. And so if the guy could just yeah. stay healthy, you know, he would he would hit. 25 to 30 home runs. Every I think year. that has been the only thing about him that I think you could have asked for more, which is the health. And I'm, you know, I mean, I, there's not like much that he could have done about that. Right. It, it's not like he was one of those guys who, who ran around diving over railings and, you know, yeah. slamming his head into walls and, and doing stupid things. He was just one of those unlucky guys who got hit by errant fly balls and got yeah. appendicitis and freak concussion mono and COVID in the same off season. And, <laughs> You know, I mean, just a really unlucky guy when it came to injuries. But whatever it is, it definitely hampered his career. But but we all know that when he gets hot, he gets hot. And 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 he can hit home runs with the best of them. And and yeah. And and then, you know, Mr. Ruff coming up and uh, making it back to back. And suddenly they're down by a run. Yeah. And then at that point, you kind of got a feeling that there was going to. 
they mm-hmm. were going to come back. Like I felt like, yeah. okay, you know, this is yeah. now we're only down yeah. a run, and the Giants can 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 get a run back quick. And right, and and Belt and Ruff, you know, they definitely have good good home run swings that day. You know, maybe you turn the lineup a little one over to them, and you get to the both of those guys, and you both give each of them another shot to do it. Right. Yep. And either one of them could, you know, hit a home run or maybe both of them could factor in again. You know, maybe one of them gets a walk and then the other one hits a home run and knocks it out. Right. One of them got a walk. (laughs) That's right. One of them did get a walk. And then what did crazy Gabe Kapler do? Uh, Well, he crazy Gabe Kapler says, well, I know that Ruff just hit a home run. But uh, there's a right hander on the mound now. And so I'm going to pinch hit for Ruff with Lamont Wade Jr. And uh, what did Lamont do? Tater! Tater. Cool as the other side of the pillow, right? I mean, just... Oh, I love that man. Oh, man, he's he's amazing. Oh, I love Lamont he's Wade He's amazing. And He'd have 40 home runs if he played all year. <laughs> or he'd be on that. pace. Yeah. He'd be on pace, yeah. Oh, just... Oh, it's- Exclusively off of right-handers. <laughs> I mean, like, if you just look at the amount of time that he was on the roster, he's now, what, got 16 home runs? Yes. And I think he hasn't even spent half of the time on the roster. So, yeah, he would be at roughly 32 home runs. They would all be against right-handers. But, I mean, the, the point is the guy has been an absolute revelation and uh, and just continues... To, to bring it and has now just the best reputation on the team for, for clutch hitting. Oh, he's so good. And, you know, but, but the, the preceding at bat was just as important, right? I mean, Belt working yeah. that walk. Yes. And, and I think that we, we don't give Brandon Belt, I mean, there's some Brandon Belt haters out there, right? And the whole Belt Wars and, you know, all of that. But, you know, the, the man plays fundamental baseball better than anybody and he knows the strike zone and he yes. worked that walk and that's what they needed they needed a base runner and he he delivered and, and you know then they pinch ran for him right i think so they they substitute i think your came in to to pinch run for him so, correct yes uh, yaz came in and, and so yaz got the the greatest pinch running uh, job ever right he just got to jog yeah, around the bases that's <laughs> <laughs> course the tying run not bad for a day's work oh. But yeah, you know, that was great. Uh, I, it was it was an amazing moment, and it was fun. To... It was an absolutely stunning, magical moment. And those two innings, I mean, like right, I mean, those three innings, right, the seventh and the and the and the ninth, were were, I mean, they epitomized this twenty twenty one Giants team, right? I mean, yeah. first of all, just the home runs. Yep. Second of all, from up and down, you know, anywhere in the lineup. Um, the pinch hitting, the matchups, the pinch. Yep. The pinch hitting the, the matchups, the, the, in, you know, the seemingly mind boggling, um, moves for, to pinch hit for guys that you would never expect to be pinch hit for. What do you mean? You're going to pinch hit for rough. Who's had a great game and has already hit the ball out of the park. You're going to do the lefty righty thing right now. But well, when you have Lamont Wade there waiting in the wings, sure. Yeah. Why not? And um, and next thing you know, you're snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. And it was it was it was another magical game that just demonstrates what a magical season this has been for for the San Francisco Giants. And, you know, it it also epitomizes how you can't turn this team off. You can't you can't walk away from them. You, You can't say that they're done because they're never done and uh and that's what i love uh, about this team and that's what i loved about that game it was it was just so much fun so much fun yeah yeah no and so you know that that actually i i think that that one moment was so pivotal in this weekend because you know all of a sudden you've won a game now now you've you've righted the ship so to speak and you go into sunday with logan webb your best pitcher on the mound and you know things i felt pretty confident going into today's game and oh yeah and and Webb certainly held up to that I mean he pitched exceptionally well oh he was outstanding again I mean you know he he should have won I mean he 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 was uh he was dominant today yeah, he just wasn't and... as good as the opposing pitcher I mean you know I mean he you know Webb gave up five right. hits and one walk in six innings right and Montaz gave up uh two hits 
and two walks in seven innings. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a pitcher's duel yeah. to be sure. And but you know, I mean having just experienced the game the day before, you know, and knowing what this team can do, you just kind of feel like no, this game's not over until the last out is recorded, right? You know, you got to especially with a one-run lead, you know, there's 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 um the Giants are going to have their moment. The Giants are going to have their moment where they have the chance to do something magical and special. And yeah. what do you know, right? They did. But, so Come uh, on. Did you think it yeah. was going to be Solano? Come on. No, I thought it was going to be Lamont Wade Jr. is what I thought. <laughs> well, that would have made I mean, it, obviously you know. obviously it wasn't. Obviously it wasn't because because of the lefty thing, but I you know, I'm I'm smart enough at this point to know it. But I mean, at the same time, right? It's like I, like wait, what? You're going to pit what? No, he just he was I mean, yeah, look, I didn't understand, of course, Ben understood, but at the same time, it's like, I didn't understand why you were pinch hitting for rough after you hit that homer and you put in Lamont, oh, that's why. And then you're like, why are you pinch hitting for Lamont Wade with Solano? I don't under, oh, that's why. That's why Gabe Kapler is the manager of the year. I mean, look, the Giants record in and of itself means that Gabe Kapler is probably going to win manager of the year. I, I think I think everybody knows that. I mean, nobody would even stop to think as to why he should be manager of the year. They would just be like, this team never should have won this many games. It must be the manager, manager of the year. Yeah. But I think the real reason that Gabe Kapler is the manager of the year is because of moves like that. Yeah. Right. Those moves where he always seems to to know the right thing to do and and always pushes the right buttons um, well, and gets great guys into great. Positions. And in that respect, he made two moves, right? Because he also substituted for La Stella, uh right before, right? With Austin Slater and Austin Slater worked a walk. Yeah. Right. And Line change, baby. You, Line change. You can't defend against a walk. Right, I mean, it's uh, that's what Javi Lopez wants me to. That's, know. He kept saying he that, kept and I'm, I bought into Javi Lopez, man, and and yeah. he's a pitcher. He knows you can't defend against a walk, right? And and the mm-hmm. Giants are, you know, we uh, as a, on our pitching staff, we lead the league in in fewest walks allowed. Uh, so you know, it just goes to show how the Giants. Uh, believe in working counts and getting on base, and you know, arguably. I would make the argument that on-base percentage is a more important stat than than batting average. And in this respect, you know, the, getting a walk... Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, Billy Bean. Well, right. But getting a walk, in this case, was just as important as getting a hit, right? And and just as valuable. And Austin Slater worked the walk, got on base for Donovan Solano to, to work his magic. And, you know, both Lamont Way Jr. and Donovan Solano hit their very first uh, pinch hit home runs of their career. So you can't say you expected that, but I kind of expected it at that point. It was kind of like, all right, they're going to put a run on here. Well, as soon as Slater got on base, I figured Slater was going to score somehow. I didn't know that Solano was going to hit a home run, but I felt like Slater was going to was going to score. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Solano was necessarily going to get a hit a home run either. But he didn't. He didn't mess but, around. He didn't wait. <laughs> no, he did not. He did not. He ambushed. He ambushed, which I love. I love that because you know, I I mean. That that pitch also seemed to be a little bit down in the zone too. It, it did not, to me, look like a, a pitch that was, you know, in the typical zone where they go up there and they, you know, they look for their zone, they look for their spot. Yeah. It looked to me like Solana was looking for something somewhere else, or was just totally in like, I'm going to swing at the first fastball. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, whatever his approach was, it seemed like it was a little bit different than the standard San Francisco Giants approach, which which, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Right. It was one swing of the bat. But it it um, if that's true, I, I, I'm glad to see it because I know that that is one of the things that, that I'm very concerned about is the Giants being too predictable in how they um how they approach pitchers in certain situations. But well, yes. yeah. And I think I think his uh, his approach uh, well, I think it was it was smart because uh, you know they just walk Austin Slater. You know the pitcher doesn't want to uh, to walk Solano, so you know he's going to come after him. And I think you know so try good, and get ahead in the yeah. Count. So good for Solano to be ready for it. And uh, yeah, you barely mm-hmm. had a chance to kind of get settled before all of a sudden he's yanking it down the left field line. And you know the camera angles, I must say, at the A's games were not great. I you know it took me a second to realize where that ball was uh, when he hit it. Yeah. Um, 
and, yeah. and Kuiper too. Well, and, I mean, Kuiper's call was about a yeah. Kuiper's calls late. were delayed. <laughs> they were delayed because he couldn't tell. Because again, you know, he's, yeah, he's despite the fact yeah. that despite the fact that his house is literally closer to that ballpark <laughs> than the Giants ballpark. Because I, I guess, yes, I, yes, I know where I know where Dwayne Kuiper lives. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, that big of a Giants yeah. fan. I don't mean I don't know exactly where his house is, but I know what town he lives in. Sue me. Anyway, the point is, yeah, he's sitting over there in in Oracle Park, right, watching a game on TV, and he can't even tell that it's a home run until he's like, oh, I guess since Lamont Wade is halfway between first and second base <laughs> and the crowd is still cheering, then that must have been a home run. So that's how he had to call the, the Lamont Wade homer. And then again, yeah, it was delayed on that. I, you know, I mean, I, I you know. I, I know, you know, COVID is obviously real, as we talked about last week. Um, but I, I really do hope that the announcers um, return to the booths, visiting booths um, in the next few seasons. Oh, because, gosh, I hope so, too. It's... You know, I mean, I, you know, obviously they should do whatever is safe and best in terms of related to COVID. But I, you know, there's that cynic in me that strongly believes that these teams are going to try to save money. Mm-hmm. By not having teams travel, by having these, not having the you know the the announcers travel. Well, how many times have you a, seen a, How many times have you seen a game where they haven't? Uh, they don't know who's in the on deck circle, or they can't tell who's warming up in the bullpen. You know those. It happens all the yeah, time now. And those yeah, those kind of things. The I mean, they should now. know. That. They should know. No, and they should absolutely know. Yeah. It takes away from it, the it, broadcast for sure. It does. It takes away from the broadcast for sure. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away the fact that the, that both of those wins were magical Giants wins. But in retrospect, when you look back at them, you're like, yeah, no, those are typical 2021 San Francisco Giant wins. Of course they won those games. That's the kind of games that they win because that's the kind of team that this team is. And uh, and and yes, and they exemplify why Gabe Kapler is, is uh, the manager of the year because of all of those moves that he makes that to maybe to the average fan look nonsensical but you know you know they make sense from an analytical point of view and they certainly make sense uh, with 2020 hindsight and um yeah absolutely uh, a magical series um and um yeah i mean you know all in all pretty great stuff yeah you can't complain about how we played this week you know i well, I, I take that back. Wait, I feel like wait, no, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. We can complain about what? the way they played this week. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say that I feel like you know the Giants had a good week this week. I mean, they went four and two, which is a six sixty six winning percentage, better than their record, their overall record winning percentage, right? So they had a good week. You know, they did. And and yet I'm seeing on social media, people just being like, like the sky is falling. The Giants suck. The Dodgers are coming. And, you know, I'm sick of that BS because, you know, the Giants. Yeah, you can't. You can't just. Yes, the Do- yes, the Dodgers gained a game and a half. The on Dodgers us, are right? coming, man. Well, they, they want. Yeah, the Dodgers won nine in a row. They were nine and one in their last ten games. The Giants are seven and three in their last ten games. Right? We've won. The Dodgers are a god darn juggernaut. They are, but you know what? So are the Giants. Okay, and so as but the Dodgers, Matthew, the Dodgers. <laughs> Brandon Belt said it best this week. He said, "You know what? The Dodgers aren't going anywhere. We know the Dodgers aren't going anywhere, but neither are the Giants." And yeah, I mean, you have two good teams that are squaring off over the last month plus of the season. That's the way it's going to be. But, but, you know, the Giants are a good team and they've got a, you know, they've shown the entire season that we are as good, if not better than the Dodgers. And so, yeah, the Dodgers are coming. Bring it on, babe. Bring it on because the Giants are, uh, the, have the best record in baseball and they've had it for a long time now, several months. And so I'm sick and tired of hearing all these people just whining and complaining about one loss. Oh, one loss, and the, all of a sudden we suck, you know, or gosh, you know, our bullpen sucks, or our starting rotation sucks, or, you know, I'm just so sick of seeing everybody talk about how the Giants suck when they are just, you know, they're, they're playing better than they have at any point in the season. Yeah. Calm down, Matthew. No, Bob, I'm not calming down, all right? I'm not calming down. Because, you know, these 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 fair weather Giants fans are all whining about their 
freaking awesome team losing a game, and it's driving me crazy, Bob. It's driving me crazy. Well, you, you know, I mean, you're not wrong, Matthew. You're not wrong. I, I, I will say this. Sometimes in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping there underneath my giant's blanket, I have a bad dream where Dave Roberts comes to me and he's all like, he's he's handing me this glass of of blue liquid and he says, here, have you had my wine? I made it with Rich Aurelia. And I'm like, no, Bob, no. I mean, sorry, no, Dave, no. Yeah, it, Bob, tell him, tell him. What's bugging you, Ben? Light, right? What is <laughs> bugging you? Because, you know, you just said that Kapler was manager of the year, and yet I'm feeling like you've got, you know, a little Kapler uh, frustration as well. Well, okay, look, um, I know I said that Gabe Kapler is the manager of the year. And he is. I, I absolutely believe that Gabe Kapler is the National League Manager of the Year. Um, I, I think he is because of those types of moves that he makes, right? Knowing that it's always best to get the best possible matchup that you can, especially in those key moments late in a game. He has also mastered and leaned into the whole line change when he can get that advantage because of the three batter rule for relievers. He has done an excellent job building up a coaching staff, finding the right people for the right situations to to educate both younger and older players in the organization. I have never seen a team more concerned about injury and doing more to prevent it as much as they can. And then and then dealing with it when they experience it. And I attribute all of that to Gabe Kapler. And I'm sure it's not just him. Obviously, he's built a great team underneath him, but he built a great team underneath him. And certainly, he is Farhan Zaidi's partner in all of this stuff. So it's not just about Gabe Kapler, but Gabe Kapler is definitely the manager of the year. There is no doubt he is light he is night and day better. He is light years better than the manager he was in that first series that he had as a Phillies manager way back. What was that? Three years ago, four years ago at this point. All right. And yes. So, so we're done. So All answer right. me this, Matthew. <laughs> How can a man so smart do some things so stupid? <laughs> How can a man that's that great at his job blow it? So hard. Calm down, Ben. Bob, you're fired. <laughs> because here's the deal. That game on Wednesday against the New York Mets was a debacle. I don't know what was going on in that game, but it, it was it was outrageously poorly managed. That was ridiculous. And yes, it, it was a tough loss to take. It was a tough loss to take, and I'm bitter and I'm angry about that. And yeah, you know what? I was maybe a little bit feeling this pressure that all these other Giants fans are feeling about the Dodgers are coming, the Dodgers are coming. And, and, and you know, and I wanted the Giants to sweep the lowly Mets because the Mets couldn't pull one out against the Dodgers and just to watch that blown save happen. But I got to tell you, Matthew... The way that Kapler kept running pinch hitters out every time the pitcher spot came up, he used four players in that game who had one at bat, sorry, one plate appearance and never played in the field. And the end result was it was clear that the Giants basically were playing for, oh, maybe nine and a half innings. And then after that, they were just like, we give up. And they lost because of it. That poor guy, what was his name? Chitwood. Ch Chitwood? Jimmy Chitwood? <laughs> from the kid from Hoosiers? I don't know. I mean, there's a good chance that's the only game he plays as a San Francisco Giant. And they did that to him? They roll him out there into that situation? And then they don't even have the decency to pinch hit for him as the last out of the game? Well, that's because Desclafani was hurt. So they couldn't pitch in. Oh, him. it was all because it was Scalfani got hurt, and that's that's they, why all they that couldn't that pitch in for him stuff with happened. I mean, right? I mean, that, that's what. Oh, it, that's right. Yes, you're right. Because Scalfani <laughs> is their pinch hitting pitcher. You're right. You're right. He'd already appeared in the game. 
so so he couldn't you know that's yeah yeah it had to be it had to be poor you know uh chat would have just sort of like they might have put me out there it might as well have been me you know the result was the same and at least then it would have been a story you know i mean look look the, the problem that i have with that game is two things it's the fact that Gabe Kapler doesn't seem to know that he could have double switched at any point that he wanted in that game. Right. Well, he was trying to keep all of his uh, his left-handers in the lineup. That's right. He was trying to keep all of his left-handers in the lineup because they were facing a righty and the Mets only have one left-handed pitcher in their bullpen. So he wanted to keep his left-handed heavy lineup intact and that's why he kept pinch hitting over and over and over again and that's why he ran out of players in a one run game he ran out of players yes it was just not the first time he's done this right i mean he's run out of no he's done this before he's done this before and if you do this in the playoffs you're gonna lose a game that you could have won and that's the thing man in the playoffs it doesn't matter that you were the best manager over 162 games what matters is, is that you win every day You have to give your team the best chance of winning through the entire game in every game in the playoffs. You cannot find yourself in situations like that. And that was just, I mean, that game just was so infuriating to me because he was also letting his relievers only go one inning at a time. He didn't do anything. Well, no, I take that back. He did let Littell pitch two innings. But we needed one other pitcher to go long because you didn't have certain people available and and you ended up having to put Chatwood in in a situation that you really, really didn't want to. And I know you didn't want to, Gabe Kapler, because you said so in the post-game interview. So, I mean, situations like that just can't happen. They cannot happen. And it, it it seems to me like we keep coming back to this. We keep finding the Giants in the situation where they're using players too early and spending them like they have an infinite amount of them. It is a limited resource and you have to make sure that you're using them at the best moment when you need them. And yes, it might have meant that you would have had to make a double switch at one point in that game to get a righty in against a right-handed pitcher. I mean, look, I don't know where you would have put Flores in that lineup, but Flores got a hit, right? So maybe Flores could have had another opportunity at that guy. I don't know where he would have fit on the field. So yes, I agree that Flores was probably not the best guy to double switch with. But you could have double switched with any one of those guys and extended out the number of at-bats that that hitter had in that game, making sure that you had more hitters deeper into the game. And then if you could have had any one of your pitchers just pitch to an extra batter, one or two extra batters, you could have extended one of those guys and made him available in the 10th after McGee had blown the save. And I, I just, these things keep happening and, and, and it really, really concerns me because it really feels like this is going to come up in the playoffs and, and it's just going to play out exactly the way it played out in that game. And so that, Bob... Bob, hey, really, I'm really sorry about that. You're fired thing. You know? <laughs> Bob's not fired. He's he's our he's our go-to guy, man. Yeah, he's like you also can't fire me because you've already paid. Me. <laughs> this is true. This uh, is true. <laughs> yeah, and I have too much fun with yeah. the word, the Bob button, so <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Ha! <laughs> <sighs> All right, you okay? But anyway, you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, look, I mean, it's just like, look, you cannot be a slave to the lefty righty matchup to the point where it, it it makes you make do dumb things. Right. Every baseball game is not seven innings long. If if baseball games were seven innings long, Gabe Kapler would be the best manager in history of baseball. But they're not. <laughs> they're not. Seven no, occasionally they go extra innings. <laughs> occasionally they go 10 or 11 innings. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I, I mean, just imagine what it would be like without that runner on second base. Like, right? Because that shortens the, these... Uh, these oh, my gosh. Yeah. We'd be seeing, like, Darren yeah. Ruff pitch all the time. Yeah, that is an interesting point. That is an interesting point. If that rule goes away next year, Gabe Kapler is going to have some some thinking to do. Yeah. Because you can't right. count on a game just being 10 or 11 innings, right? Now it's it could be yeah. 15, 16 innings. 
That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, we don't have Pablo but, Sandoval to bring in either for entertainment purposes. Yeah. So, but you, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you also know what next year will most likely happen. Well, we'll have It'll a DH. be easier for, we'll have a DH. for they'll have the DH. Yeah. yeah. So he'll he won't have to make mistakes like this right. because there's just you know it it won't matter. But um, anyway, it 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 just it looked like he was playing a seven inning game. It's like he forgot what, you know, how many innings there were in a baseball game. And it just, it just, it just was not a good look. It was not a good look. Not a good look. All right. Well, we are actually getting close to our our hour. So next week, uh, we actually go, we travel east. Uh, Our last, I think, uh, East Coast swing, if I'm, if I'm correct. Uh, And we head to, we head to New York for the Mets for a three game series against the Mets. Uh, and then we head to Atlanta for a three-game series against the Braves. And mm-hmm. so the Braves are obviously a very good team, playing very well. And It's taken a long time for them to put it all together, but they have put it together. Yeah. yeah. They, they are, yeah, I mean, they're, they're 12 games over 500, they, and they've been 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Well, have they really? They have, I didn't even realize they've been that good. They have a... Established dominance in the NL East since uh, since I guess the Phillies couldn't and the Mets just wouldn't. <laughs> well, speaking of the Mets, so we do you know that that's that's uh, I guess the way that the Mets have been playing against the Giants and the Dodgers would indicate that we we have a good opportunity there. Uh, however, Desclafani went on the IL uh, uh, mm. today, and so they're going to be starting uh, Sammy Long. Uh, Which means he's going to pitch an inning, right? So Sammy and, Long, and yeah, I don't think he's gone longer than three innings in any of his starts this year. Oh, Gabe Kapler, come on, buddy, come on, man, come on, please, 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 please. <laughs> well, who, who would you start please. in front of Long? Who who would be the other? No, option? I'm just let him pitch three innings. <laughs> just let him pitch three innings, and whoever pitches next pitches two innings, and the guy after that does an inning and a third. Right. Right. Well, just 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 save some of your. Just remember the game can go eleven or twelve innings long. Just remember that. Oh, well, and yeah, you know, but he and he did remember that when he had Harlan Garcia go, you know, two plus. You know, so yeah, so, that's so, true. Maybe he learned his lesson quickly yeah, there. Yeah. Maybe he did. So and, and that's definitely going to be a bullpen game, right? I mean, you know, Sammy. No, for Sammy's sure. going to give him a couple innings, maybe, and then you're going to go to the bullpen. Uh, so th- but they will have had an off day. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And then Cueto pitches on uh, Wednesday. Hey, yeah. Cueto's, Cueto's back. back. Uh, he'll be back then. And then Wood finishes up the series against uh, the Mets, mm. which... That's not that's not our best three. Though, no, it's it? not. But we're saving our better starters, I guess, for Atlanta. So for Atlanta, so that, yeah. that actually makes some sense to me. Well, Gausman and Webb, at least, will be going against Atlanta. So... Uh, and then what? Maybe long again, or is, or maybe Scliff- another bullpen yeah, game. I don't know. Maybe disc. Maybe, maybe I don't know what's Disco's. What's I'm sorry. What's T Bone's situation? <laughs> well, it's a 10 day IL with uh, ankle and ankle um, irritation, or I don't even know what they're. Calling oh, he could it. be back by then. So he, he could be back. Yeah. By then, so yeah, I'm not. If they retro it back to his last start, he he might be able available to make that start. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be on the edge of it, but yeah, right around 10 games. So he could be back. Um, Okay, but what, yeah. but what, what do we need to do this? Uh, I mean, obviously we need to win as many as possible. Uh, what would be a failure for the for this road trip? I think a failure is losing the series to the Mets. I think three and three, five hundred is is a reasonable outcome here. I know the way the Dodgers are playing, that doesn't sound good, no. but you know what? We can't the, we can't worry about what the Dodgers are doing. Yeah. Like the Dodgers, you know, I mean, the Giants just gotta play strong, good baseball every day, but but you know, um you know, but stay stay competitive every day. Um so, you know, I wouldn't necessarily bet the farm on every game. So I, I think going against these two teams on a trip to the East, I think three and three would be perfectly respectable. I'm, I, you know, losing the series to the Braves would hurt, but you know, it, it wouldn't be unexpected at this point. Right. Given oh, it's a, it's a road a road there. series against a, road, a yeah. good team. So yeah, you... so I think you you would want to take you want to win the series against the Mets and and maybe you know uh, you know obviously you want to win both the series, but I think one out of two from the Braves and two out of one from the Mets would be fine. But really. I want to take two out of one from the Braves, and I want to bury the Mets. Okay. I want to bury them. (laughs) And I want to end their season. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
and maybe by next week you'll actually get this whole two out of three thing down. I want I want of two three out of, out of one wins <laughs> from both series. I want why why settle stop there? How about like six I out want, of one? No, li- listen to, listen to me. Listen to okay. me. I want three wins from each one series. <laughs> All right. Okay. Three? Let's say three out of three one. Three out of one. Okay. That that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I don't know why I started getting that wrong today. I've never gotten that wrong in my serious? life. But it must, today, but it today must be your to be fizz uh, going to your brain or something. I don't well, know. I hadn't drink the fizz when I started this thing, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the problem was. Uh, all right. Old age. Old age. Old age. Well, that, that's always that. Oh, I got to roll oh, the dice. Oh, that's right. Yes, because Webb got his win on Tuesday, so now you need to roll the dice one more time before we wrap this up. I'm not saying one more time. I'm hoping it's like a lot more times. But again, once again, you have to roll the dice. Maybe someday you'll be able to choose your own cocktail, but not this week. All right, I got my dice. All right. And what what, what kind of drink are we doing this week? Oh man. Uh, well, you know, we we keep you keep you keep getting excited about a Ricky, which is just club soda. You know, I plus, only yeah. because we haven't done one, but it is kind of a, a simple cocktail. So it's boring. Yeah, it it's is. boring. It yeah. Is. So I, yeah, I'm okay if we don't do a Ricky. All right. Well, all right. So, has there anything on here I haven't done? I have done. Done. I haven't done a swizzle. I haven't done a swizzle yet. That's true. You you have done. I did the Queens Park swizzle. Uh, yes. So you you did. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it would be everything would be a repeat. At well, this then let's point. do a swizzle. So, you haven't done one yet. Yeah, let's do a swizzle. All right, let's do it. So I need uh, to put in a spirit die. Um. I need to put in a sugar or liqueur die. So that's that one and that one. And I need to put in a citrus die, of course. So there's that one. And then a bitters die. Yes. It's no fun if you're not bitter. All right. All right. Here we go. All right, what do we got? We got orange for my citrus. We've got brandy for my spirit. Oh. A brandy swizzle. Huh. Huh. All right. Sure, why not? I've got... Uh, oh, man. It keeps coming for me, Matthew. It keeps coming Grapefruit? for me. Grapefruit? No. No, no. Sweet vermouth. Oh, we should just like eliminate that part of the diet. <laughs> you want me to re-roll it again? Yeah, because... Because right, that doesn't right, sound brandy yeah. and sweet vermouth. I'm sure that's a cocktail. It probably sure is, but but yeah. that's, that's putting your hair on your chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. Oh. Oh, I don't know that this is better. <laughs> you got excited there for a second. <laughs> well, I was like, hey, it's different. I haven't seen this one before, but it's it's creme de cassis. Cassis. Is that is that going to be another trip to the liquor store? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is going to be another trip to the liquor store uh, because because um, you know uh, it's not you know. you know and it's actually it's not too different. It's not too different than than say something like sweet vermouth. I think it's a little bit sweeter, but it's a black currant based mm. liqueur. Uh, you know, I mean, look, if this is what the gods want from me. Then, then this is what I'm going to do. But I, I do think I'm looking at some of the brands here, and I believe nope. Yeah, that's no, that's yeah. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know much about it. So those of you who do, um, you're either looking forward to to what I'm going to experience, or you're, you're slightly amused by what I'm going to experience. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the what? What, what were the bitters then? Oh, cherry, cherry bitters, and orange juice. So <laughs> I don't know if these things go together or not. But all right, I'm, I'm going to give you gonna license to uh, play around with it as you like. To I do. think I'm going to have to play around with this one. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to have to play around with this one. Um, uh, maybe I'll pick up a bottle of the creme de cassis uh, early in the week and then and start from there but uh yeah i've got my work cut out for me i got my work cut out for me uh logan posey boys uh if you could just get the job done this week i'd really appreciate it we just got to get to that big 25 gentlemen 
That's you just right. Need three more. All right. You just need three more. A win and three two more home runs. Two wins and a home run. Uh, that's that's whatever, the only yeah. thing. Yeah, I need to Buster. I need two more home runs. Uh, Logan, you need to win that game you pitched this week, buddy. And uh, and then we'll just call it a season. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, with that, we are wrapping this up. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. Come and say hi to us on Twitter. You can find us at, at Twitter and Instagram at, at Giant Cocktails. We usually put one or both of the. Uh, of the drinks of the week up there uh, for recipes. So, you know, come and take a look at that. Yeah, it, Say hi. It totally depends on whether or not I send Matthew a photograph yeah. of my content. Or, you know, how busy I am at work, one or the other. And uh, then, you know, also subscribe and uh, leave us a review if you can on on uh, your podcast player of choice. It helps us out a lot. So uh, with that, uh, oh, Ben, where can they find you on Twitter? Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at watchbenfail which is always fun to watch Ben fail. So definitely give him a story of my life. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, uh, it's been a great week and uh, hopefully we can have another strong week this week. So with that, uh, cheers, Ben. Cheers, Matthew. Bye everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the giant cocktails podcast. Until then, bottoms up.